0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Literal combat ship. Unless you've been living under a rock recently, you would have heard about the latest scandal Malaysia is embroiled in, this time centred around 6 military ships and 9 billion ringgit. That's right, 9 billion billion. Some have called it 1MTV 2.0. But why? And who exactly is entangled in this scandal? I'm Dashran Johan and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Cynthia Gabriel of the Centre to Combat Corruption and Cronyism, also known as C4. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Let's start from the top. What is the literal combat ship and why do we need it?
1: Uh, Thank you for having me on the show uh, and for this very important topic that you're doing uh, today. The literal combat ship is a set of vessels uh, which is known as second-generation petrol vessel uh, which is in short a literal combat ship which was a procurement requested by the Royal Malaysian Navy uh, very much back in 2011 onwards right. and it was actually supposed to be a procurement and a set of six vessels that would allow the Royal Malaysian Navy to beef up their armory Mm -hmm. and their security around the territorial waters of the country. So this was something that concerned many other defence procurement efforts as well, because Defence procurement is one of the most vulnerable to issues of our poor due diligence and possible corruption only because it is done in the name of national security. So the literal combat ship was actually procured the same way that many of our other armory was procured, which is through direct negotiations. And when I mean direct negotiations, I actually mean that the Malaysian uh, defense ministry together with the military or the Royal Malaysian Navy or, or the Air Force, depending on what is it that they are preparing, would deal directly with the maker of the armory. Uh, it is herein that we are very concerned about how the negotiations take place. And because it's so closed and it's done in the name of national security, it is by virtue of what you're procuring, difficult to actually put it out for open tenders because very specific people have the skills to actually make this armory. But having said that, there are actually many ways in which we can uh, look at improving the system of buying. Procuring means by where the government buys uh, and procures goods services or works. So in this case, it was to procure six literal combat ships.
0: Right. And in 2011, um, the Royal Malaysian Navy advised the government to purchase ships with the Dutch Sigma design and combat management system. Why is this so and what happened afterwards?
1: It is only now found out, after 10 years actually, Mm that from the Public Accounts Committee, uh, who diligently investigated a lot of the malpractices that could have possibly taken place, that the Dutch combat management system uh, was also at the very uh, last minute replaced by another type of Um, make another type of uh, ships, which then got shifted to uh, the DCNS in France. And uh, the purpose for this uh, sudden shift and change uh, was not at all explained or not at all even brought forward to uh, government deliberations. And it goes back to who then was the defense minister who ordered for that change, Uh, Back then, and I think it's already public news now that the defence minister at that point in time was uh, uh, Zahid Hamidi, uh, who was then serving under the government of uh, former Prime Minister Najib Razak.
0: How much do the ships cost, and who was the payment made to?
1: The entire procurement would have Mm -hmm. cost about nine billion ringgit. Right. Uh, But the controversy here is that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes, I'm looking at the facts now, it's 5.94 billion ringgit was already paid out, uh, which is 65% of the 9.13 billion uh, that was already paid out. And that was actually paid out um, in 2013. And for 10 years, uh the process of building the ships was supposed to have taken place in where the ships the, the last of the six ships was to be delivered by the final date of uh 2nd October 2023 now these dates that i'm talking about are in the recently declassified report of the um procurement committee that was set up during the Pakatan Harapan government to actually do a comprehensive audit on what actually happened to the non-delivery of the six littoral combat ships. So after 10 years, we do not have a single ship with us. (laughs) um, And that is the controversy. So when I say that when the contract was signed in 2013, The final, the last of the six ships was to have been uh, delivered by 2nd October. So it says the time to build these entire ships took that amount of time. But today and now in August 2022, the Public Accounts Committee has revealed that not a single ship has been delivered, despite 5.94 billion already paid out some time ago.
0: Right. So... Before I proceed further, right, Cynthia, when we look at, let's say, the 1MDB case, um, many people are involved, but ultimately the buck stops at Najib, who was the Prime Minister and Finance Minister, and one of the alleged masterminds behind the whole thing. So when we look at the LCS case, right, who is to be blamed for this? Do we know, like, roughly who are the players involved here?
1: One of the reasons why uh, my organization, the Center to Combat Corruption and Cronyism, was uh, motivated to be set up back in 2014 was also because we blew the whistle on another procurement scandal, Uh and that was the Scorpion corruption scandal, which was to procure two submarines, uh, submarines uh, underground vessels that are also meant to safeguard our territorial waters. Uh, It was then itself that we found out uh, that there was some very, very uh, serious... um, transgressions and malpractice that were conducted by the DCNS in France. So it was the same company that Najib, when he was defense minister, was implicated in a French investigation case uh, that the DCNS had actually paid bribes to certain foreign public officials. And some of them were charged in France. Uh, but the MECC here has been really slow to act on that case for whatever reason, maybe at that point in time uh, when the vessels were actually delivered about uh, 12 years later, that The Prime Minister then was already Najib Raza. So it was, uh, you know, a case of uh, another issue that we work on, which is the independence of the MACC and whether they are really able to investigate high-profile cases uh, when they actually report back to the executive uh, and not to parliament, which should be the case if they were really independent. So in this case, uh, the literal combat ship is not the first uh, procurement tragedy that this country is facing. We have lost billions of ringgit previously as well. And we see now that under the leadership of uh, former prime minister Najib Razak, in which he was also finance minister, and he also was defense minister uh, prior to becoming prime minister, was a show of extensive power and power that may have been largely abused without um, accountability and transparency, which Malaysia lacks a lot in terms of uh, our laws, in terms of policies, and in terms of how public, the Malaysian public, like you and me, can actually get better information from how public funds are being utilized. It is, after all, our taxpayers' money that we're talking about. And so we do have every right to find out how it's being spent. Uh, So we have laws like the Official Secrets Act and more so when it comes to defense procurement and in the name of national security, nothing ever gets out to uh, public scrutiny. So 1MDB was a great case study Um, of billions lost uh, through grand corruption. And this was not just a case study for Malaysia, but it's been an internationally intriguing, very curious case study of how so many banks, so many enablers like lawyers, legal firms across the globe were actually involved in extensive money laundering, in extensive corruption, and how it actually surfaced from a... A small economy in the Far East, like ours, affected the global financial system everywhere, from the US to Europe to uh, the Middle East to everywhere. You know, it's amazing the the kind of um, complexity that was created through the one MDB corruption scandal. So these, unfortunately, are also pointing back to the same leadership that is now facing many other court
0: trials. On the show with me today is Cynthia Gabriel of the Centre to Combat Corruption and Cronism. After the break, I asked her, who is to be blamed for this LCS scandal? Keep it here on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dashan Johan and on the show with me today is Cynthia Gabriel of the Centre to Combat Corruption and Cronyism C4. And today's episode is a 101 on the literal combat ship scandal that Malaysia is currently embroiled in. So Cynthia, when we talk about the whole LCS scandal, another um, sort of um, entity that we hear about is BNS, which is the Bausted Naval Shipyard. Tell me about BNS and the red flags the Malaysian government Seems to have ignored when striking a deal with them?
1: Well, they basically are the uh, shipbuilders. They are contracted by the uh, defense ministry to build. And it is actually very, very critical because uh, Bausted has been under so many previous controversies already. And for this case, the delivery of the ships. According to now, I'm referring back to the declassified procurement report again. That up to May 2019, Valsted was only able to uh, implement the contract that was signed be- between the defense ministry and them of about 53.29 percent compared to uh, almost 75 percent of what was supposed to have been built. So there was a a delay of about two years at that point in time. But it was apparent also that the uh, $5.94 billion that was paid out was also uh, used for other purposes to pay their debts on other issues. And that became really, really, very worrying because obviously the issue of due diligence was completely not met in a commercial vehicle like Baustet. So it is a GLC under the Defence Ministry. And uh, which brings us to another issue of uh, where is the accountability for such big GLCs that deal with multi-billion dollar ringgit procurement issues for them to actually be far more accountable about how the money is spent. So the Boston Naval Shipyard was uh, something that required another audit on its own because it was a commercial company that was supposed to build a ship and had uh, fallen into great debt and uh, not enough due diligence and uh, um, also taking instructions on uh, changing designs and all that uh, without sufficient um, oversight. And this is where we are today. And unfortunately, what is happening between the politicians is some kind of blame game. Because since 2018, we've had several change of governments. Right. And the blame game is where I believe we need to actually step it up in terms of uh, public scrutiny because we need to actually uh, be clear about what happened during the different administrations Uh, uh, pre-2018 Pakatan time 2018 to 2020 and then after that Perikatan and uh, the current government that we have now because they have all uh, been involved in governance at different points in time. Now, what I'm reading to you on the, some of the details is actually the audit report, which was classified as secret. Right. Now, what is the whole point of doing an audit when the details of the audit report cannot even be shared with Parliament? So, it has only now, when uh, under so much pressure, and this is where public pressure actually really works, and I really believe in our public action, that Ismail Sabri as the current Prime Minister said, okay, okay, I I have nothing to hide because this is nothing to do with my administration, so I'm going to declassify the report. And without that, we wouldn't even have known certain facts about the actual involvement of Najib as Prime Minister, Zahid Hamidi as Defence Minister at that time, and several other politicians over the years that were involved. So I think everyone needs to really come clean on this. Uh, and now we have two reports because yesterday the head busted company also did their own internal audit and that report has also been de- declassified. That is also now posted on the Public Accounts Committee website and can be viewed by everyone. And I urge all Malaysians to actually take an active interest to read through these reports because it will give us a sense of understanding a better comprehensive analysis of how our public funds are actually played like as if it belongs to their grandfather's kitty It belongs to them and there is a sense of entitlement to to siphon off this money when actually what we need to do is pressure for better accountability mechanisms. So I have also mentioned several times that this should be the last actually of the defence scandals that come up because uh, we now have other potential uh, procurements that are very um, shady and questionable, and there must be accountability mechanisms set up in Parliament, and that check and balance is actually critical because we have to make sure that there's no more such uh, massive billion-dollar leakage of public funds that gets wasted, especially now, you know, when the rakyat is struggling uh, with bread and butter issues, with rising costs of living and all that. Imagine what that six billion could have done to actually help people. So, um, we're actually looking at very important crossroads here. Looking at the literal combat ship scandal, what was procured to actually safeguard our territorial waters has now compromised our national security in ways which is unimaginable. So, we don't have ships. Underneath the water, the scorpion. Submarine was inundated with controversy because they did not buy the ammunition after the, the Scorpion submarines arrived. It, so it was moving around like a cruise ships around the Sabah waters and so on. And now we don't have the little combat ships on top to also safeguard our territorial waters. So whoever is really responsible here, we urge the MECC to... Not just go after the small fish, you know, like former the former Navy chief and all that, but to go after the politician who actually created tremendous malpractice, who actually were downright corrupt in trying to get money from uh, profiteering from the procurement of what would have been important to safeguard our national security. So they themselves compromise our national security. And I think that is the message uh, which is needed to simply drive home to Malaysians why we need to be concerned. We might think it's something very far away, like the literal combat ships, but just one of those many other scandals. But to think that it is these very politicians that we voted in are the ones that are compromising our national security. And so that is why we have to make sure this is the last of the scandals, this is the last of how our defence is compromised. And so, Bausted on itself also needs to have a complete open audit and a review of how they should be more transparent about reporting uh, to MINDEF, to the Defence Ministry and to Parliament as a way to create, a, to cre- to create better oversight for themselves.
0: Absolutely. Cynthia, do we know why the Malaysian government went, uh, you know, struck a, struck a deal with BNS, with Bausted, instead of following the advice of the Royal Malaysian Navy?
1: That is the million-dollar question, actually, because why did they actually uh, change designs? And why did they go back to DCNS? Uh, for me, it is a really intriguing Coincidence that even the Scorpion submarines were built by DCNS. And DCNS has recently been charged by the French government directly uh, over the delivery of Scorpion ships because what happened was uh, they actually put in some refurbished parts uh, on the Scorpion ships and charged the Malaysian government for uh, new submarines and that they were also charged for engaging in bribery because of the OECD convention that was signed by France at that time, which this allowed um, foreign public officials to engage with French officials on uh, taking bribes in the course of the procurement. So they were officially charged early this year, actually, after more well, after about 10 years also of investigation on the French side. So DCNS also has some other reputation issues in countries like um, Pakistan, Taiwan, uh, India, and a few other uh, uh, third world countries and Asian countries in which they conduct deals on uh, selling defense. So, it really begs the question: Why was DCNS solicited at the last minute again, after the lessons learned from the Scorpion submarine scandal? Why did they change from the Dutch combat management system to this go in system, which was actually recommended by the DCNS? And who was then the one who actually instructed for that to happen? Must be. Uh, the basis of MECC's investigations and the basis for why the Attorney General must charge the hidden hands at the top. It's not enough to just take the small ikan bilis or the small fish uh, like a former Royal Malaysian Navy and hope then that the scandal will just go away because it will not go away. There are higher hands that have actually allowed for the manipulations to have taken place. We also urge for the good work of the Public Accounts Committee, which is a bipartisan committee in Parliament, and one that has been showing itself to be very, very credible uh, in putting out information of some corrupt practices that uh, should actually be the work of the MACC. Uh, But that is probably a conversation for another day. But the Public Accounts Committee, we urge now that the uh, two reports have been declassified uh, under the Official Secrets Act. We urge now for uh, continued investigations into who was actually responsible and which politicians were the ones who were on the take, if there were any, and for them to be charged and not to just leave it to one guy. Uh, to actually just uh, fulfill the burden of everything uh, everything that went wrong
0: for those who may not know where exactly are we right now with these projects um like like you've established um, you know, six ships are supposed to be. Uh, we 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 procured six ships. Um, none of them have arrived. Um, there are jokes and memes about invisible ships and and all these kinds of things. Um, is it is are the ships still being made? Um, has the project been halted? Has BNS said anything?
1: Oh well, uh, if you will remember, a few days ago, the current defense minister, uh, Hishamuddin Hussein, had actually uh, brought. Uh, different people on a tour, including the Public Accounts Committee officials during the investigations, to actually show that the ships are being built, but it's really, really uh, backward in terms of timing. Right, it's slow, and as uh, and that six billion has been spent on paying off the debts of uh, the Bowstead Naval Shipyard Company, etc. And so. Um, he says that they will follow the advice and recommendations of the Public Accounts Committee to proceed, or to actually have make that commitment that they will deliver, but with a new timeline. So the question will arise again, right. if there was a new supplementary budget that will be put in place to deal with the you know, payment of costs. That needed to that is needed to actually uh, make up for the delivery of the ships. And this is where the public scrutiny and the scrutiny by parliamentarians is absolutely needed. So um, we urge very much for parliament now to urgently uh, debate. Parliament's not in session and uh, the next session is only in October. Uh, which is the budget session. So there'll be a lot of emphasis on that. But for a special session on the literal combat ship, given the fact that two procurement reports have uh, one audit report and one uh, two audit reports, one by the procurement committee and one by Bausted themselves, uh, needs to be deliberated. And it should be deliberated by a special parliamentary session. So uh, this is how we need to move things forward to ensure that any other further uh, payments and all that uh, must be up to important public oversight and parliamentary oversight.
0: Right. Now, you mentioned uh, the Mm -hmm. Ministry of Defence, uh, Minister of Defence, Hishamuddin Hussein. Now, this begs the question about a ship launch in 2017 by BNS, which was crazed by... um, the Defence Minister uh, Hishamuddin Hussein, as oh. well as the Perak Sultan um, uh, Nazrin uh, Muizuddin Shah. Right, this was in twenty seventeen. So, what what are your thoughts on this particular ship launch? Because from that those pictures, it seemed like there's a ship, and then now we come to find out that there hasn't been any ships uh, delivered at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, he, uh, there have been calls for him to resign. Uh, and we agree that he has been very much a player in a lot of the uh, hiding that has been going on when it comes to actually being transparent about the facts. So he needs to account for this because that was a really a farce. You know, if you want to put it in very blunt terms, it was just a big show, um, and there was nothing really to show for it. Right. Um, he needs to actually uh, be responsible for this. Uh, but that is uh, another investigation that should follow a bigger investigation of who are the real Dalangs or who are the real hidden hands that uh, caused this project to go uh, so Uh, And so completely failed in in terms of uh, delivery of uh, ships, in terms of compromising our national security, etc. So I would say that um, um, there are a den of people in there that um, perhaps uh, protecting each other and trying to make it look like, oh, yeah, it is uh, probably something that they also did to show Uh, the the general elections that was in 2018, a year before that launch, uh, was also something to show that they were, you know, uh, doing an excellent job of uh, protecting our country and our security and everything. And so that was actually now come to... um, public attention that it was all of us and it was not something that was uh, real and he needs to be investigated for that.
0: All right, Cynthia, before we wrap this conversation up, would you have some final thoughts or a final message for us?
1: This coming general elections anytime soon is something that the Malaysian public should not give up on and must make a very important stand that uh, They want to end corruption. And I think they've done that in 2018. But there was not enough um, strength and power to force a proper reform package that was actually needed in terms of laws, in terms of cultural practice, in terms of how to change 60 years of unbridled rule with one that is more open, transparent, accountable. Uh, This is a democratic process where we are a country in transition, and it could go either way. We could go backwards or we could go forward. And I think the decision lies in the hands of the Malaysian people that ever since Uh, 2018, ever since the last election, we've been inundated with so many scandals popping up at least once every two weeks. And then we forget this scandal because there's another one to look at uh, currently. And then we forget the one that happened two weeks ago and the one two weeks ago before that, etc. So we are now known as a country that's actually pretty corrupt. Uh, and we've fallen 10 rungs also since 2019 uh, on the scale of the CPI index. And uh, the only way to um, move back up to develop better investment confidence and a better economic growth, etc., is for uh, the public to actually bring in a government that is serious about uh, weeding out corruption, building an accountable government, and actually looking at uh, economy which is uh, clean, green, and open. And everything lies in the hands of the public. And we have that opportunity in the coming general election. So I think we should play our part and not give up on a very... uh, Difficult political scenario.
0: And on that note, thank you so much for joining me today, Cynthia. Thank you for
1: having me. Thank
0: you. That was Cynthia Gabriel of the Center to Combat Corruption and Cronyism. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Drashran Johan and this has been Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast